0: "'Surely there was nothing wrong in that. "'He can't stand being bitten by mosquitoes, "'and he hates for the two of them "'to have to leave their clothing on. "'Every hour he's not with her "'is once spent waiting to see her. "'The more of her, the better. "'She has the sloping shoulders characteristic of her people, "'breasts that are small and pointed, "'like two halves of a yam set side by side, three black lines tattooed on her chin.' And smooth bowed legs. She, he calls her to himself because he hasn't presumed to name her, not even privately. Her hair is long and black, a mare's tail, and once, when he began to unbraid it, she took it from his hands. By some accident of biology, her navel turned out a perfect spiral, and he's fought off her hands to kiss her in that place. Her body seems young to him, as young as his own as strong and unmarked, but her eyes make him wonder. There's no point in asking her age, because she doesn't understand English, nor any of the pigeon phrases he's taught himself and tried to say. Or perhaps she does know the meaning of his words, but is unwilling to betray her knowledge, herself to him. Whether she understood him or not, the woman's silence did not stop him from talking. It provoked him, and he spoke more volubly to her than he had to anyone else more than he might to a person who answered. His father was dead, he told her, and his mother and sister ran a boarding house in St. Louis. He'd lived in three cities so far, St. Louis, where he was born, Chicago, where he attended the university and earned a degree in mathematics, and Seattle, where he worked for two years as an observer for the Weather Bureau. Well, Seattle wasn't much of a city, he guessed, shaking his head. But compared to Anchorage... When he talked she stopped what she was doing and watched him. And sometimes he could see himself reflected on the wet surface of her eyes and forgot what he was saying. Oh, yes. He'd come north for the government land auction, and he'd built the weather station from the same green lumber from which her house was made. But while she only had one window, he had windows all around. If she'd come outside with him, come with him to his station house, she'd see that the panes were six feet wide and as thick as this. To illustrate, he held his thumb and forefinger an inch apart. But the woman, who allowed him to enter whenever he pleased, would not follow him so much as a foot beyond her door. And so they never walked together, never even stepped outside to watch the birds fly overhead. Because it is his vocation, he often spoke to her of weather and its measurement. He is building a kite, a box kite as big as her bedroom, And to show her, he paced off its dimensions. It will go up for miles and tell him what he can't determine from instruments on the ground. There are tornadoes in Missouri, he told her, his finger stirring the air before her face. And he told her that as a child, he walked through fields sown with shards of his grandmother's plates. A storm took and emptied her cupboards, carried off spoons and bowls and jars of peaches, and spun them over rivers and across roads clear into the next county. "'What do you think of that?' he said. "'In Alaska, he'd traveled as far north as Talkeetna. "'He went with a trapper who accepted ten silver dollars to serve as his guide. "'The journey inland took three weeks, but coming back the wind picked up, "'and the trapper stuck a sail on his sled. "'They whistled down the frozen river, his ears singing with cold inside his parka hood. "'And he tried to keep his eyes open.' "'because what he saw was not like anything he'd seen before. "'Pink snow and blue forest. "'The kind of thing you expect in a dream, but not while awake. "'Bigelow,' he said, pointing to himself, "'clapping his hand on his chest. "'But he couldn't get her to repeat his name. "'Promise me something,' he said. "'They were sitting side by side on her bed, "'dressed only in their boots. "'And when he stroked her knee, "'she looked down at his hand.' In his mind, Bigelow ran through women, girls he'd known. Karen, to whom he'd written a letter each day. Molly, very pretty, often looking past him to find her own reflection. Rachel, too tall, but it hadn't really mattered. Anne, reading a novel. They seemed even farther from him than the cities where they lived. And it was the attempt to conjure their faces that measured this distance. How tiny they were.